From In the Beginning to the Musical Apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. In case you've been living under a rock and just recently emerged to find that the Earth did in fact not collide with that asteroid, The Bible Says What has a YouTube channel. Unfortunately, for years, another show has been impeding the growth of The Bible Says What YouTube channel. The Dude with No Beard has a Christian show called The Bible Says What? Question mark, exclamation, question mark, exclamation, and many have mistaken it for this show. I need your help to restore the balance. Help me, listeners. You're my only hope. Also, check out the show on TikTok under BSW The Podcast. That's BSW The Podcast. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. Does, what, what do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is podcaster, author, and musician, Alan Paul. Welcome to the show, Alan. Thank you so much, Michael. It's a honor and a pleasure to be here. I appreciate, man. Thanks, thanks for taking the time. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do, man? Well, number one, I always like to start this. You know, it's people say, "Oh, give your life story in thirty seconds." It's impossible. But yeah, no, yeah. I say, "I'm a, you know, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a creative," and I always end up with the forgiven part because I'm totally not perfect, and most of the things that my, I've done in my life have been me learning from my own mistakes. Mm. But I am a, as I said, a musician. I play and perform for a living as a uh, musician in the local area, jazz musician, R&B, have keyboard, will travel. Um, also work on staff at my church uh, as a podcaster. I also have my own podcast called The God and Gig Show. Mm -hmm. And I podcast really for creatives and musicians and artists like me who do both, who are in the secular world, but also in the, in the Christian religious space, mm -hmm. and tell people how to navigate that. And I kind of live that out and work and really, you know, create a community so we help each other out. So that's really what I do and I'm all about in a nutshell. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> that was perfect. Um, so what made you start the show itself? Why start the show? Why start the book? You know, it's, it's funny. I was, yeah, I literally was writing down. I, I was uh, going back over my own blog. This is crazy to talk about this. Like going back hmm. over, okay, what what did I even start this? Like I literally did this like 30 minutes ago. No lie. That's awesome. And I, was looking, I was looking back at my old uh, blogs. I started in 2010. Wow. Um, I had just uh, resigned a position as a full-time minister of music. I was going literally out blind, just, hey, I think I'm supposed to leave. I left a full-time position as a teacher before. <laughs> now I just I just like to leave jobs. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but <laughs> but basically, I, I'm a, I graduated with a jazz degree in music. Mm -hmm. And after doing this teaching gig and doing this uh, full-time ministry gig, I was like, okay, neither one of these is for me. And I jumped out. And then I realized, they don't really teach you how to make music and make money no, in yeah. music school. They teach you how to make music. They don't teach you how to make money. So once yeah. I was out of full-time jobs, I said, okay, well, how do I figure this out? How do I navigate and make money playing yeah. gigs? I was playing a blues club down in the local space, 50 bucks and a, and a dinner. That was, mm. my, that was my salary, basically. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, how do you do this? And so I started reading up on music business books and stuff like that. And there was all plenty of stuff about how to make music how to make uh, music and make money, hmm. not a lot about how to do it while you were also in a church world. Hmm. So I was like, ooh, I do this and I do this. How do I combine the two? Thus, what used to be, as I was saying, my old blogs used to be Jesus and Jazz. Thank God I did not go with that name. <laughs> Jesus and Jazz turned into God and gigs. And uh -huh. that's what I started writing about. 2012, 2015, I had a viral post go by 50,000 people in about 12 hours, started uh -huh. to read it. So that was my first clue to, oh, this might have some legs to it. And yeah, it started from there. I started a podcast, wrote my book, 2015, started my podcast, 2016. And it's just been a great journey from there. Just again, connecting with people who we yeah. do, we do this, like this yeah. is our lives. It's fun. It's a lot of fun meeting some crazy people. That's for sure. People I never thought I'd meet. 
you know, mm. all around the world. It's, it's a lot of fun. Jazzy Jesus. That was another one. Maybe you should have went with that. Jazzy Jesus. <laughs> I, I'll keep that one. I'm, I'm going to keep some of these times. I was looking back. I was like, wow, this was a great idea. This was, this could do some tweaking. Yeah. I'm going to keep, I may play with that a little bit with a, a blog post one of these days. We just see Jazzy Jesus, you know, I got the hands in the air. He got the hands on the chest fingers. Jazzy Jesus. And, he's, and he's, healing, he's healing people as he, oh gosh. Okay. The visual is just too go. bad. Oh go. gosh. I okay. love it. You're, you're welcome. Some, some, some screenwriters like, you're welcome Same right yeah, yeah there you go oh man apologies so this this whole thing centers around um your religion mm-hmm. you, you you write christian music and, and and christian books and whatnot so what brought you to christianity great question wow now some of these people that talk about this i often envy them the ones mm-hmm. that had like the epiphany that jesus like saved them from they were going down the road to hell and they had this you know <laughs> drug addiction or whatever and it was like boom it's like jesus saved me and i don't have that i do not michael have a epiphany god mm-hmm. just spoke to me moment mm-hmm. i wasn't brought I, okay i was brought up in church mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not the kind of church where it's like fire and brimstone it was more like one step away from Catholic, okay, Lutheran. So basically, Catholic light. Hmm. And so I just learned. <laughs> I learned a lot of creeds. I learned. I, I was very serious about my faith back then. But and at thirteen, I got confirmed. Hmm. I just knew there was something about this that was real to me. And I do hmm. believe I was saved and accepted Jesus at that moment that I was confirmed. But I cannot hmm. tell you it was like a epiphany or or, or a angel speaking to me or anything like that. It was just a knowledge. It was that what I'm learning is true. And over and over, my life started to confirm it as I read the Bible and as I did that. But yeah, mm. it was definitely not one of those things where I can point to a date where I knew that I was saved. I just learned and yeah. gathered that I was saved. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Let's dive into that knowledge a little bit. Mm. Um, you said you knew something was real. So how did you know something was real? How does that, how does that work? That's a great question. How do you know something is real? Well, there's experiential, right? There's this experiential understanding that, okay, well, I touch this, I feel this, I know this, I can, you know, feel right now, right? Right. And then there's this other ethereal concept of, of knowing, right? Of hearing something in your head and mm. saying, okay, that's a real thought. Okay. Now it's in my mm-hmm. head. I can't see it. I can't touch it. Can't feel it. Just like the air we breathe or whatever. Yes. It's scientifically real, but I don't so it's actually see it. Right. Yeah, thought, thoughts. We so, can't, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So spiritually speaking, What's real, it's something that I can say, not just, hey, I sense it or I feel it or I sense it, but this is confirmed over and over again in how I see the world. C.S. Lewis said it like this, one of the best Mm. ways that I've ever heard to describe because people will say, okay, how do you know that's real, right? It could be just Mm. a thought in your mind. And he said about Christianity, he said, I don't, when I look around, I have the sun, but I don't look at the sun. It's the sun that allows me to see. So as I allow myself to look through the lens of Christianity, look through the lens of what Jesus has done to me, I look around and the things that I see are confirmed by what I have already felt and experienced in my life. So yes, I don't know that God gave me my wife, right? But I mm-hmm. look at the blessings that my wife are, and I look at those things, I say, wait, does that, is that confirmed with what I believe about the Bible and what God has said and what I feel and what I know? Wait, that's, that's lining up. That's lining up over and over again. This is lining up over and over again. Too many coincidences, too many things that are not just me trying to make up a faith. It's actually confirmed in the way that I both see the world and the way that the world's interacting with me. That's the best way I can explain it. Thank you. So once you, you said you put on the Jesus glasses, and I, I like that analogy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a good one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to get some Jesus shape glasses one of these days. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> um, so when you take those off, what do you see? Hmm. When I take those off. I have been, I'll tell you what has been a very big struggle for me for years. When I take off my Jesus glasses, as you say, if I don't think through the eyes of my Christian faith. Right. I you, see, let's put an example on it. Let's yeah, like a, yeah, please, a tree, yeah. for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you think a tree is, is a sign of God, correct? That's, 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 that's created by God. Yeah, nature. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so if we put our Jesus glasses on, we see that God created that. If we take our Jesus glasses off, there's other ideas. There's other options, correct? True. There'd be other, it's the same tree, right? We would agree it's the same, same tree. tree. Yeah, yeah. But 
Uh, I could see it as something that's simply there from a seed and the natural process happened and there was no rhyme or reason. That's just nature happening. I could see it, obviously, if some of the um, um, faiths would see it as something else, right? They would see it as an actual God, like as, oh, this is part of the nature. God is nature. With the glasses like on. Yeah, with, but with glasses. I'm saying with the glasses off, there's, there's other options. I mean, even space a, aliens yeah. is an option at that point. Yeah, you know, exactly. But, but when you put those on, there's only that one option. And, and yeah. you say it's knowledge. And I want to know how we get from Jesus glasses to knowledge. Hmm. Okay. So I would say one of the knowledge things that oftentimes come to, to mind is, is that even word that immediately pops in is that the Greek word gnosis, huh. um, where we get a lot of these other terms, um, to know something, right. Yeah. Is you know, uh, I can't think of the Latin terms. They all slipped out of my head now, but it does come down to this. It's evidence, right? So hmm. one of the one of the Bible verses that you know, again, people argue about a lot is faith is evidence of things not seen. Yes. And a, a lot of times, people say, well, "Okay, well, what's your evidence? What's your evidence of God?" Yeah. And there is no, again, physical thing that says that tree, God, like, hey, I made that, right? That, yeah, specifically your God, the specifically right. you know, mm -hmm. a God, you know, no, exactly. nothing says that. Yeah, yeah, nothing says that, right? No, so, so, but then you look at scientists, right? So scientists will break mm -hmm. this down to nature, okay? Or well, there's atoms there, and there's mm -hmm. there's trees, there's all these different things, you know. You've heard, I'm sure you're familiar with the I mean, whole yeah, intelligence. Yeah, but you can design. only go so far with it, with it, as far as we know, you know. Yeah, exactly. Knowledge. And, and, and it's back, you know, in, in time. Well, that, that's what that's kind of like. I'm walking slowly backwards yeah. to that, yeah, yeah. which is you end up hitting a baseline there's a baseline of knowledge right there's a baseline where okay you know isaac newton only had so much knowledge he could only go so far he didn't have microscopes mm -hmm. now we have atoms and atom smashing the things we can go mm -hmm. so farther back there is mm -hmm. there a baseline of knowledge where we say i say okay because hey mm -hmm. we i <laughs> i say where's my baseline of knowledge that when i come down to the root of it this is where the i'm i i, I run out of knowledge in other words yeah. i in other words i heard somebody say like this we all think we're know-it-alls, but we're not know-it-all. I mean, if I believe there's one know-it-all, there's a there's no there's no other know-it-alls. <laughs> so so I don't know it all. So that knowledge does end up hitting a wall, and that's where I think faith does have to come into play. Ah. Whether I believe in faith in terms of oh this was millions of years old and it was it was happenstance or faith of God made it, there is like a place where the knowledge ends and my belief begins. Right, and 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 when that faith begins, what I see. No offense, of course. Um, yeah. What I see is is we're just going to assume. We're just going to pretend that's the right answer until we get another answer. Mm. Because we well, don't said, know. Yeah, we don't you, said know the word, you said the word pretend, but that's, that's interesting because I think a lot of us pretend that there is a... Um, there is a presupposition. There's a, mm -hmm. a whole, a whole field, and I, I'm, I'm, I never yeah. want to swim in waters that I'm not qualified to swim in. Same. But I, I, I <laughs> yeah. But I have been studying a little bit and looking more into deeper theology stuff. And there is a whole idea of the presuppositions of mm -hmm. faith, the presuppositions of Christianity. And again, this is why I tie it to everything, because I am one of those science people that really struggle when. Oh well, how do I reconcile these scientific facts with what the Bible says? How do I reconcile this with that? And I felt like this tension, hmm. and I did realize what you just said, which do we all live in a world of presuppositions? There is there is a presupposition that my father is who he says he is. Hmm. Now I've never had a DNA test with my dad. There could be a chance that my dad is not my dad. I've seen another story in my church that, you know, someone found out 50 years later after his father passed, he was right. afraid that he had cancer. He was going to have cancer running through his family from his father because right. his father died of cancer, only to find out later that wasn't his dad and right. that his real dad had no cancer in his family. So literally he lived his life for 50 years worrying about cancer in his DNA that really wasn't there. So I just, so I use that story <laughs> to say like, I'm presupposing a truth that I was given. Mm. So all of us live a presuppositions. Mm. My, 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 kind of balance with that is again i go back to the evidence experiential and all yeah, those other yeah. things that say hey is this something a presupposition that is worth having is it something that is 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 not um so ethereal that it's like like you kind of said pretend and it, it all is mm. again have to choose that's that's a free will right free free will mm. free agency we could talk about um, that but yes <laughs> yeah i know right i, I could I, we can go deep i love this stuff now, trust me i had so many conversations mm. uh, michael i'm gonna tell you right now if you want to be like where we could do this podcast for hours and hours i had these these uh back at um university of miami 
hours and hours of talks with philosophers and friends mm. of mine that were Seventh-day Adventists and Buddhists and everything. And we would just go down the rabbit hole, man. Those so are fun. Don't, <laughs> don't get me started because I will go there. Oh, man. Good. I promise. You promise? I promise. I promise. <laughs> we could do a four-parter. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So how do we, uh, I forgot where we're at, getting from um, not knowing to God did it, to your specific God. Yeah. See, that's, that's another thing yes. too, is there's a lot of creator gods out there. Mm -hmm. So how do we know it's your specific creator God? I can go with the, okay, so maybe a God created it, but which one? There's mm -hmm. millions of them. And yes. literally my kid the other day just made up a backpack God. So now we've got an extra God thrown in the mix. So you gotta, you gotta argue against that one. Yeah. So how do we get from, it must be a God, the precept there to mm -hmm. that particular God. Mm. Okay. So here's one where I, you couldn't hear me quote C.S. Lewis a lot. Cause this conversation just, oh, and I hear it all the time. All of it. I know. I'm sure I read that guy. <laughs> yeah, no, no. For, yeah, well, well. Obviously, I think not. Obviously, that's, that's that's kind of mean. But I think one of the biggest reasons why C.S. Lewis is so revered in 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 by Christians is because he went that same road from the atheist to to believer, and then you know to this master theologian who told stories through fantasy and even didn't use the Bible to talk about the Bible. It's like, wow, that's that's an artist like that. I I aspire <laughs> to that, right? To to tell a story and not about the subject. And tell the story so much that other people are like, wow, that's amazing. Like, I don't even know what this God is that you're talking about, but Aslan is amazing, right? <laughs> so, so I, what I would say that, you know, which gods, right? So C.S. Lewis said that there was a particular nation in the Bible. If you look at the Bible, it's Israel, right? People talk about mm -hmm. Israel. And the phrase that I remember for this is that he took a particular nation out of a particular tribe in a particular time to teach people what it was like. And I always thought that was like, what? Mm -hmm. If you want to like, Honestly, like I, I questioned this. You're telling me that God would pick one tribe, one nation out of all, the, you know, is uh, China, like Asia, like you know, Native Americans. Like there's so many other places, but He picked this one. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I thought that was like really interesting to say, okay, which God? It's because I said, okay, again, presupposition: if God mm -hmm. is who He says He is, mm -hmm. He would not be haphazard. If he's who he says he is, if this particular God, now there's not plenty of other gods, right? Not haphazard. Like uh -huh. that, that Einstein says, God does not play dice with the universe, right? So mm. I would, I, I said to myself, okay, that to me says, let me investigate why he would pick this particular area, this particular thing to reveal himself, right? Now, Buddha might reveal himself this way. Maybe Allah reveals himself this way. Maybe the Greek Zeus hmm. reveals himself this way. But why did he reveal himself this way? And the more I investigate that personally, hmm. the more it's like, okay, either you are the most, you know, this is the most insane story <laughs> to try to prove yourself or it is absolutely, the, you know what I mean? I'm just being honest. Or it is incredibly genius to reveal exactly who you say you are as God. Because nobody would pick this particular way to reveal yourself. That's that's kind of like just my my approach to it. Like I I you know, when I look when I read when I read scripture now, thinking mm. about that particular situation in that particular area of time and four thousand years of that particular area. And how it equates to two thousand years now history after mm -hmm. that, it's just like okay, either it's kind of like what you'd say with truth: either it's wrong or it's not, right? It's right or it's wrong. But the tendrils are way too clean, way too incredible for me to say, "Wow, no, I think that this other God, this other faith, this other thing has a better handle on reality than this one does." So help me out with that a little bit here. I, I understand. I, I love the uh, I, I love where we're going because it's yeah. part of my favorite part. So. Because the God of the Bible picked the Jewish people who are faulty to be his chosen people to represent him. That's how you know it's God, your God, that created that's the universe. That's one of the ways. I What's the be... biggest one? What's the most convincing one you've got? Because I, I don't find this that very convincing. Sorry. This is hard. No, no, no. no. I, I'm glad it's not convincing. Here's, here's, here's one key. And I love this as a conversation. Mm. Um, there's um, This is my one of my little quotes. Um, that there is never, no one's trying to be converted here, hmm. which means we can have a conversation because the goal is not conversion. The, con goal, is, the, the goal is conversation. If yes. I truly want conversion, if I did, then there would still be a conversation first, right? right. So I love this. Yes. So um, I would say, honestly, like what you just said is hmm. absolutely true. It should not be as convincing to you. I've said this to myself many times. I'm not always confident, but I am convicted. Hmm. 
I'm convicted of that fact that the Jewish nation, when I look at the Bible, when I look at how God then moved from there to the prophecies, obviously around the Christmas story. So everyone's talking about Jesus and how born in, Beth, born in Bethlehem and all these different historical facts. And I look at that and I say, okay, those historical facts, number one, line up with my faith. And number two, my experience, as I mentioned earlier, line up with, with what I have learned. And so, like you said, mm -hmm. like what's the most important one? It has to be experiential. Like I would okay. love to say it was a historical, okay. but it's more yeah, what God has done well, in the, my the life. The birth story, there's like two different stories. You got two different kings. I mean, it's it's not really congruent. It's it's kind of difficult to understand when he's born in a house, when he's born in a manger, when there's magi, when there's not, when he flees, when they rest. There's it's it's two different stories. So it's not really congruent. It's really difficult to take that as historical evidence, especially when it's opposite of each other. Mm, um, well, so, I, I, I'm sure you heard this, but ahead. I'm just I'm just wondering whether you think what you think of this because. Hmm. I've heard many people say like, okay, well, this doesn't agree, whatever. And so um, I've often look, looked at in terms of like that very story you just talked about. Um, the fact that the Magi were supposed to arrive and they were at the manger, but then you look at it really, there were two years, right? So he fled to Herod, he fled to Egypt and all these are historical records, Dead Sea Scrolls, all the different stuff. But when I look at it, I look at two different ways of telling two different stories don't mean this, the one story is not the same. It's not the same story. Simply one person said it from this point, one person said it from this point. So that's, do you feel like that's, is that well, where you lose no, it? No, no. Um, when you get to two different kings, there's two different kings. You get to, one's angry and going to chase after them and one doesn't really care. So, I mean, there's there's two different complete stories. We can go into that another time. We can yeah, yeah, put a pin in that because I got a whole shenanigans on that. We can definitely I bet, do that. I bet, yeah, I cool. <laughs> but I, I wanted to get back to uh, experience. We're, we're going to be stuck yeah. on that. I think that's no, but, where it's yeah, going to be. Yeah, I'm glad you stuck there. Because yeah, I, I, I think, again, that's the one that when people say things like this, where they say, like, I asked Jesus, I asked Jesus into my heart, right? Yeah. You've heard that, I'm sure. Yes, I and, even did that myself couple of times so. ah well okay me too I've, I've, I've done several rededications over my life um i would say one of the things that is very clear to me is that um there's people that say things like okay well how do you know it was real how do you know that jesus really saved you how do i know because now i'm saying that that's the most important one right not the historical record mm. as much as i read the bible yes. uh, that is that is it is it has amplified it and kind of supported it Mm -hmm. But I'll give you, um, I'll give you this. Okay, this is going to sound, this is going to be the most new agey. Well, make sure it's the best of, one. Make sure it's, it's the best one. The one that points to Jesus, like Jesus showed up at your door and said, hi, but you see, know, that kind of thing. See, kind of thing. now that's, that's the one I wish I had. Oh, you didn't have one. No. And that's what I think. And that's why I think it's so ama amazing that mm. faith is this thing that you have to, it's kind of like where you, you know, you, you know, when you see it kind of thing. I know it's not, it sounds circular, but it is absolutely my case. True. You didn't see I remember. Him, Pardon? You said you didn't see him. No. But you know I mean, it when I, you see him, but you see, didn't yeah, see him. Yeah. Yeah. But see, the, I should say, see the results. Good point. Gotcha. Okay. Results. Um, so, but what so, I. Okay. Correlation what, is not always causation though, Alan. Sorry. That's, no, that, no, that's true. That's yeah. true. And that's why, like I said, this is a lifetime kind of view of mm. this in terms of my life. I was just going to mention this one. Like I said, it's so funny that I'm using this example because it really does. People could say so many other things about this, but I remember <laughs> being a chaplain in my Boy Scout troop. Mm -hmm. um, now, what's a 12-year-old know about preaching? I don't know. Why they may be chaplain, <laughs> I don't know. They just say, you're the most you know, holy-looking one, Alan. You should be the chaplain. <laughs> but I remember walking through the woods in uh, Northwest Florida in the Blackwater Black Forest and just... And again, it's funny you mentioned nature. Of course. This is one of the first times I said to myself, <clears throat> you know, you, people say about feeling the spirit of God, feeling like you know where God is there. Now, again, you could mm -hmm. say so many other things about being in that forest. Just that feeling too, yeah. Just that feeling, right? And I don't like to go by feeling, but I'm just being honest when you said, mm -hmm. hey, what's the one that moment? Mm -hmm. That's the one that popped up in my mind. Mm -hmm. Now, why is that? Why would I at 12 years old say, okay, I know that God is walking with me. I know that God is here. Was that just a, a, a childhood fantasy? Was it just a moment of my just kind of like, oh, well, this is beautiful. I just feel the stars. I see everything. All or, of the above, yeah. Or, or it could be all, exactly. It yeah. could be all of the above. I believe God can speak through nature. God can speak through wherever we are at, just like But a baby. what's more likely though, that this invisible man is walking next to you or that you have this serene feeling? And mm. it's not being given to you by 
God. It's being you being produced by yourself, your senses, your brain, your environment, all of that. Right. Like what but makes all, more sense? Well, that's the key. What would make more sense would be how in the world do I have those senses? How do I even have the capacity to understand and reason and feel this? Is this simply physical? Or is there something that allows me to feel the spirit? I'm an artist. So yeah, a lot no, of times I, people say, yeah. um, I'm sorry, I just wanted to finish this little point. No, go, I, absolutely, go ahead. It pops into my head. I'm an artist and a lot of people say these things about, okay, well, how, how do artists, how do musicians like, you know, what are you connecting with? Like, how do you feel this? Like, and you know, there's obviously people can like say, okay, well you have your skill and you have your ability, or it could be something that there is an innate artistry that cannot be defined. And I am tapping into something uniquely human that cannot come from simply my biology from evolution from anything mm. it's simply something that's of the human spirit mm. that connection that ability to understand that there's something beyond me that i create is the same kind of thing i'm saying now is that yes physically speaking i could have just invented that feeling felt it know it emotionally mm. or there is an or that's the key there is an or as you did probably acknowledge or there is something that gives me the ability to sense it there is a spiritual part of me and there is a spirit outside of me which is given to me so that I can sense that's his a lot. presence. That's a lot, Alan. Why not just say hi? Why not just walk next to you? Why not just show up and walk next to you? It mm. just seems so complicated for a, a loving father figure who wants to have a relationship with you. I'm going to send you feelings and I'm that's just so weird. I, I do wanted to go into something you, you had mentioned on, uh, I think it was your blog or website, something about staying connected to the church. Yeah. And I... I, and what is the church that we all know? The church is the people, not the building, anything else, right? Well, if that's well. It's funny. It's funny if you go back to one of my podcasts recently with my oh, uh, oh. my he, we actually we actually get into that a little no. bit about that whole See? yeah yeah we kind of <laughs> we 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 are slowly brick because that particular analogy yeah. has a lot of underlying presuppositions oh, that actually break down its own argument because I mean pe people a church has to meet right people have mm. to be in a it's like oh the church they the have people, to be well, seen together in a room they have to in meet a room physically yes. And yes, like walking next to each other. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's where I'm going with this, Alan. When we're connected to the church, the people, they're next to us. They're with us. They can physically be there. They can support us emotionally, mm -hmm. physically, financially, with a, a, you know, physically with a hug. They can do that. But when you're walking in the woods by yourself and you feel that something is there, yeah, it's different. Yeah, that's true. And that's one of the things that where I feel like, number one, it's great that you brought up the church and that there is this, um, I hate the word, use the word synergy, but I'm trying to use a word that actually kind of fits, you know, I don't want to use kodonia or any of those other biblical words. Um, there is an understanding that, yes, there is shared experience, there's shared knowledge, there's shared everything. Even in the Bible, it talks about like Jesus, you know, and Acts, where they said they had all things common, like right after the church was born, right? So there is this understanding that community, I mean, again, if you take this all the way down, Michael, all the mm. way to heaven, when if, 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 if heaven is real, God's decided, hey, mm. whenever this whole thing is over, we're going to live in a city. He doesn't say we're going to live in a in an ethereal forest. He literally says heaven is a city, gates. Flashy it's Jerusalem. A, yes, the new <laughs> Jerusalem. But he didn't say, hey, we're just going to like hang out, kind of float around as angels because we are built for community we're when you know by you know is not man good that man shall be alone so i'm just drawing that out that yeah. when i was walking and i just use that analogy because i just wanted to give you like i kind of wanted to give you the the, the 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 example of somebody that says well yeah that's that was just you yeah that was just me in a forest mm. but i know that to be real and i know as hard as that is for someone else to uh, agree with, I have to walk by faith and say, yeah, but I know what that is. And it's self-report, but it's true. And I know what mm. it has birthed in my family since that decision. Well, regardless of that, of, of that, what yeah. sounds better though? What sounds better actually physically being there for you or mm -hmm. just sending somebody a feeling that you're walking next to them? What sounds better? Oh, well, I mean, well, as a father, think, let's go as a father. Yeah. Our, our yeah. kids are in the woods walking alone. Am I going to send them feelings or am I going to show up and walk next to them? Uh, here's the thing. Here's the one interesting thing you said about, about being a father, because mm. obviously as we, my three kids, mm. I have, um, I have one son that just got married in, in um, November, 25 years old, 
But this last year, uh, in September, he was involved in a, a car accident where a Silverado, Chevy, whatever, big old monster truck literally almost crushed the car from the inside. He was he was concussed. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this story. I hate telling it, but it's just kind of what you just mentioned about being a father. Um, would I have liked to have been there at the moment that he was almost possibly killed? Absolutely. Could I have done something about it? Absolutely not. Mm. I had no power at that moment, even in my fatherhood, to be what, you know, the protector and all that kind of stuff that I wanted to be at that moment. So would I love to be there? Yes. What is that within my scope of being there? If I have this, you know, power to like help my children at all times? No. But the question that you're posing to me is which one is better? If I have the ability to step in at a level beyond the physical and protect him, which I believe God did, that's what I would pick. And that's what I say in my estimation is better. Not necessarily saying, God, oh, come up and physically be there. No, I would rather have what I have now, which is my son's still here. And I don't care how he did it. I care that the result is I know that God did something for me that I couldn't do myself. So as a father, that does speak to me. Like, I, I totally hear you. I would prefer, I suppose, in my own estimation, to have like the physical manifestation and always have that kind of like, 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 but in my head, then I said, wait, is that really the best? Am I just doing that because that makes me feel better? Is that really the best way for me to take care of my son? Or is there something that I'm not aware of? Again, my knowledge hits a limit. My yeah. ability to understand hits a limit, and that's okay. I think the biggest thing for me is, it sounds weird, but I'm okay not knowing that. I'm okay not, qu I can question God, but I'm okay if he doesn't give me the answer to that question. Alan, I talked to a woman last week who's, whose daughter died in a car accident, mm. and she says it's because God wanted her to be closer to him. Yeah. yeah. God didn't save her kid. True. True. But God and saved your kid. God knows in the estimation mm. of all of eternity what's going to happen, right? The whole, you know, he's omnipotent or omniscient. I know for a sec, for again, for me to say, you know, the whole thing, does God do bad things to good people? That whole thing. I know in the fact that I can't say to someone else who just lost their kid. As a matter of fact, I did have a, a, a bandmate of mine who did lose a daughter. And it was weird. I'm telling you, Michael, this is weird. Hmm. I, he, he, he lost a, not a daughter. He lost a niece in a car accident in, in South America. I went to him to talk to him about, he was like having trouble with his family and something else with a house issue. I showed him my example of how God helped my son survive this accident. Now I'm talking to a guy that just lost his niece yeah. in what a car God accident. Right. But here's the thing he did not turn around to me and say hey why you though why didn't he save my niece he took heart and i'm just saying just for him i'm not saying that this is what everybody should do right mm -hmm. but i'm just saying what happened with me and my friend when i talked to him about this he took solace he took comfort he was encouraged by my story of my son not being killed even though his niece was and he was not in that space of, well, why? Why yours and not mine? Why? He was like, no, but life has continued, and I'm going to take on comfort in the fact that you have seen a positive result. You've seen God move in your life. Mm. And even though God didn't do this particular thing in my life, which I wish he would. would and countless not, others. And countless others. I am not going to throw out the baby with the bathwater and say, okay, well, this particular situation proves you know, that that he wasn't there for me. He wasn't That's, there for the, the Bible says specifically in several places that he will protect you. Just believe, love him. He'll protect you. That's He'll true, keep you though. safe, keep you from all harm, all well, harm. Well, those, okay. Those are key words, all harm. Mm -hmm. But again, we have to decide ourselves. Okay. He also what said the word all means we have to figure out what right, all means. Right, right. Well, it means just, all as far as I'm concerned. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, well, that would be the same thing as saying, you know, it'd be interesting because, you know, whenever you get to this thing, you have to do this whole definition of terms, right? And you have to have terms and context and understanding of what do I really 
C, number one, obviously you can go into the whole thing of biblical hermeneutics and all that kind of stuff. Right. But I'm just saying to myself, you know, as a matter of fact, it's funny that you use that phrase because I'm, I'm not, okay, be nice, Alan. I'm not accusing you of using the devil's words, but. It's fine. <laughs> that, I don't believe in him no, either. So it's okay. I know. Okay. So it's okay. <laughs> but I'm just like, that's a really evil. But that's the kind of phrase that, you know, that, that the devil used for mm. Jesus when in that guard and, the, and when he was tempted, and he's like, okay. You know, your word says, the Bible says that you shall not dash your foot against someone, so throw yourself down. So like even even Satan in that in that in that arena, you said, yeah, your your father says that you won't get hurt. Your father says that if you are who you say you are, you can do this. Right, and he so, didn't want to the, test him. So he didn't right, test him. Right. He tested him with those we're very not testing same God words. by driving our cars and saving our children. Right, right. Well, right. well we're not testing, yeah, we're not testing him by living and saying once something so does that why? disappoints me that i am that you're no longer a good father that you're no longer my god that how is that he a good father this is okay so here we are alan this is we've yeah. reached the pivotal how is he a good father you said uh way back to the the israelite people to teach us who, what he was like mm -hmm. please tell me where is the loving father figure where do you see it at in the bible okay so i would love to start with you know kind of like where i thought you were going to go which is okay well god has these vengeful things these things have happened where he you know when nations were killed where people everything all he does is vengeful and for his glory suppose well that's the key the key is is god both merciful loving and Where's can he also be vengeful well Where's here's the, the love show me show me alan <laughs> i would I, I would love to show you the love and love i would say is when i look at what my life has been not necessarily i can't give you all the reasons why god has shown up in other people's lives all i can talk about is mine right self-report right but that doesn't count as evidence then if we have counter evidence to the same thing people who believe in god still have shitty things happen to them they lose their Absolutely. kids yes of course so we can't and we can't compare them then because that, that at but, that but, point but, they're not equal but wouldn't that make us equal wouldn't that very human existence? God favored you over the lady I talked to last week. That's Why? But you don't. But you don't know what else happened to that lady. See, you're using one. She spent instance. thirty years trying to get over the death of her daughter. Mm -hmm. I understand. She was miserable. Put, She's still not that great. I feel. I feel horrible. Like it's. It's still messing with me it yeah was, I, I, it's a I, yeah. conversation I, I i'm sure it is and that's why i i don't want to counter it by saying her pain is no less real than my pain or anyone's pain and again the key is that what you're what, what we have to again presuppose is in our estimation is pain ever a sign of love is pain ever a sign or allowing pain ever a sign of love is allowing could, a child to die ever a sign of love let's be uh -huh. specific Okay. Is the, is the death of a child ever a sign of love? Causing or allowing that child to die mm -hmm. ever a sign of love? I would have to say, whenever you think of a child, my child, anyone that's lost a child, there is absolutely no way to actually quantify what that love feels for that child. And let me add to that, because we're using that particular example, because using that particular example, I know in my heart, when I thought I was going to lose my child, I don't know how I would have handled it if I would have lost Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. So I, 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 I the reason I, I'm being very sensitive to this subject and I, I respect your argument, hmm. but what I think we always do is we look at, okay, this is the fact where, how do I explain to this person? And I'm saying to you, I cannot. I would never step in the way of saying this is what God really meant. This is how God really loves you, even though your daughter died, even though your son died, even though your mom died, even though this happened. I'm not going to step into that place to say I know what that feels like and I know what God is saying to you or how he's going to reveal himself in these things. Now, I can say in my instance only how it worked in my life and how even when I lost someone, when I lost my grandfather, when I lost him, I still knew that God loved me and I still knew God had love even in the death and a situation that as dire and horrible as that was. But I cannot speak for anyone else and tell them, hey, this is why God still loves you. Even though I could point to the cross, I can point to those with other people of faith. I would never be so uh, callous mm. to simply say, oh, well, you should know that God has a plan for you in this moment. Heck, 
I don't, I don't know what that plan is. I appreciate for that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, so, I, yeah, yeah. Where's the loving though? Where's the loving? You, you mentioned the cross. Mm -hmm. is, is that the spot in the Bible you're going to pick for the love? Is there anywhere would, else? You can't. I mean, it's one place. To, it's, it's the first place to start. It's the first place to start to say, okay, mm. I would, I would. And I've had someone say like this again, one of my favorite, one of my favorite friends in my musical world, but he is, hmm. he gave me this quote and I'm going to, again, I'm, I'm, I'm serving these up for you, Michael, because these are the things I've had discussions. <laughs> he said to me, he's like, okay, so you're telling me that God, uh, allowed Jesus made G made. Okay. The way he said it, hmm. he said, God made up the rules and then let his son die so that he could satisfy the rules. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I really, that was a hard one. That was a hard one. It's like, oh, so Jesus died, but, but God made him die. Right. Or something like that. Like basically he was trying to say, and so I have to look back and say, okay. And I come always, I always come back to this personally, Michael, I hope it's not a horrible argument, but it's, but it's, but it's, but it's, it's a, <laughs> we'll fix it but, later. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I look back at myself. I'd rather start, I'd rather versus try to come up with points and like yeah. points of order. It's right. Like, Hey, this is me. I'm no, talking about what I, I live. I enjoy where you're going. I, I'm I'm ready when you are. Let's go. Appreciate it. So I <laughs> for I look at my own life and it's like okay. Number one, bottom line, very easy. I'm not perfect. I know if you look at my life and see the crap I've done, the crazy things I've done, the way mm. that I treated people, the way that I've done, I don't have to go back to original sin. I can just go back to me. So okay? do you think with those sins, those piles yes. of sins, you deserve mm -hmm. eternal hellfire? I believe that. I don't deserve to find my way to a to a perfect existence no, no, with an no, no, imperfect no. self. No, 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 no. That wasn't the question, though. Do you, do okay. you think you deserve? Thank you. Do you think you deserve eternal hellfire because of those sins? Do you think you deserve to be mm. tortured forever because of what you've done in this life? Because of being is it a part that bad? Yeah, well, yes. I'll say why. Why is that bad? No, why is, is it, it that bad? Like well, what, that, what you that kind of punishment bad? Well, you but see, you're, this is this is where the sliding supposedly the sliding scale comes in, right? So, what sin is that bad? Right. Like, what, what would be that so, bad? Well, that you deserve that. But see, here's the thing: what what is bad? Let's define bad. Well, let's define bad in God's terms. Not uh -huh. loving Him back. We both mm. agree that's bad in His His eyes, right? That that in the in the final estimation of it, yes. Not yes. knowing not knowing so God. If I don't love Him God, back. I deserve eternal hellfire. Do you agree with that? I agree that if God gave me life, gave me all that I have, mm -hmm. and then my response to him is, uh -huh. I mean, I'm basically telling God, Have you heard hey, the prodigal son story? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so does that not work? Oh, absolutely work. But, but the prodigal son story is not about the prodigal son. So do you think that that's fine, but do you think no, that the, the dad in there, if he would yes. have told the son, because you have gone astray, you now deserve eternal hellfire, would that have been a little bit of a different story? Oh, but well, well, okay. It's funny that you went to the prodigal son, but I, I, yeah. I just, I love the prodigal son story, but that's, I, I can't go there because you didn't go there. We're there's not going to go with that analogy. That's that's a, a, yeah, 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 isn't yeah, it? Yeah. But, but it's funny. Again, I think it's funny that we keep running into the father thing, right, Michael? Like, I yes, think one of the things because that, I don't see him as a loving father. I would not sacrifice my own kid. I would not make a rule that requires that. Hebrews nine twenty two. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Right. I am a broken, miserable, sinful human being, and I can forgive people without bloodshed. It's amazing. Mm. It's amazing well, how that works. It's funny how, like you say, <laughs> yes. Well, okay, that's funny. The shedding of blood, right? So that mm. whole phrase. That whole idea of sacrifice, I guess you could say. Yes, um, creating Jesus because I can't. For, mm -hmm. Okay, let's do humans. I create a kid because I can't forgive you for saying something or not not loving me, Alan. You don't love me. Well, I got to kill my kid in order to forgive you for that. Does that make a, any that, sense whatsoever? Well, here's the thing. You but but when you do those lines, you go straight to what you just said, which is okay. I have to. I have. Notice those words you just said. I, I'm, I'm curious. Have to. Who made yes. that rule? Okay. If is God it a is good who rule? he says he is. Is it a good okay, no, rule, bloodshed for forgiveness? Is that a good I can't, rule? I, okay, but here, there's the thing, Michael. I cannot go to good rule because what you're leaving out, for me personally, mm -hmm. I feel, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. what you're leaving out is the line of, okay, number one, good. Number two, rule. Number four, number three, 
starting with if you have to start with a preposition, you can't start with a rule without starting with the God that made the rule, if God is real. So you have to start right, with so the Right, so God first made thing. this rule. Again, so is that a good right. rule for God to make? But I can't... I, I, Does I have that to start make any first. sense? Would that be a rule you would make? I have to start from... Wait, let me go backwards first. <laughs> because I know, I know. I, I appreciate where you're going. I, love I just it, I want love to make sure they're like... <laughs> when we start from... Because you can't go to... Here's why I, I'm, I'm kind of harping on this. I you might think I'm like trying to like... Be the I love horse. it. Keep going. If you are, if I am mm. a making a rule, let's say I'm making a rule for. And you're perfect. I don't you know, are a kid. perfect being who makes perfect rules. Let's start with that. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. We can start with that, right? So mm. we can start with the fact that God made. Oh, heck, why don't we talk about, if you want to say that, let's let's talk about the fact that God made people, right? God flawed. made people. Made God them made angels. Right. Made them flawed. Well, On I can even go. I can, I can go. You can go further back to the angels. We can go all that. So oh, Satan, so, let's go back to that. Why create right, a bad guy? Oh, right, he see, knew he was going to sin in heaven. Is there sin so, in heaven? Oh, Alan, you well, opened a can of worms. I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind because Revelation seven says and says, and there was war in heaven. So yes, not a perfect place then. Not a, not not at that time. No, not at that time. All things hmm. can be redeemed, and that's one of the things. A big theme in my books is redemption. Hmm. Um, I believe so much in this kind of. I, I think we kind of just circled around we to did. something. I'm sorry. No, it's okay, but I like it because you're asking me like, why would you make that rule? Let's go back to that first thing. Yes. Um, the reason why I started with, okay, if God is who he says he is, if God is a perfect God, as you said, if God is loving, all loving, all yes. kind, all merciful, yes. and yet made a standard or has a standard that only this particular type of person or the person that knows and loves him can stay can can stand in this presence, right? You've heard that phrase, of course. Like you know that you did you. I don't have no a problem with the standard. Well, I got a problem with the standard, but my main problem yeah. isn't the standard. It's it's it? the it's the forgiveness part. What you have to do to get forgiveness from Him. Well, that's my issue. What what I have to do, or what Jesus had to do, what anybody has to do. As a loving father, we would not require bloodshed for forgiveness. That is something a monster does. In what story does the hero of the story want people to kill something to him? In order to forgive them or save them don't but, i can't save you you have to slaughter that dove on a tuesday rubbing your ear with one leg in the air i mean these are the rules he had well i can't have these anymore i don't like them anymore well what, what do you mean you don't like them anymore did you not know they were not good enough back then when you started it why not just start off creating your son and killing him or Forgive people like a normal person. Like, oh, wait, I can see and read your heart and your mind. I know you actually are sorry. You're sorry for this. I but, forgive you. But I, Why? I, yeah, Why I noticed, something I, has to die, Alan? I noticed you something said something like a normal person. Like a normal person. We're just but what's, broken, but what's, normal human but, beings. But don't Why can't normal, God? Yeah, but don't normal people do these same what you just accused God of. I never have what, in my life required a bloodshed for forgiveness. Have you? you? You haven't. And you're using that one particular thing, but we all have our own, I would say, uh, 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 impressions and standards that we set up for other people, whether or not we feel and we decide whether they're right or wrong. We decide and we judge based on those particular things. And yes, I've done it. And yes, you've done it. We've all made doing judgment right calls on people. I'm yes, doing it right we do now. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's automatic. But so, what mm -hmm. I believe what you're subscribing, let me just finish this part. What, I, what I'm curious is, are you subscribing that, okay, God should act like a normal person? A perfect being. You should act like a perfect being. And I don't see perfect who, being as requiring bloodshed for forgiveness. Okay. That okay, that's okay, fair. Hmm. Um a perfect being being again in our flawed sense, which you just admitted, we are trying to encapsulate, absent the Bible, absent of all this other, what a perfect being should be like. Hmm. And a perfect my counter being perfect loving guess, as well. But, okay, but all these presuppositions are what I believe love is, what I believe perfect is, uh -huh. and what I believe should be the standard of which this particular being should be held to. So all I'm saying is we have set up a judgment system for the God that we say before we say we're believing him, you have to meet these criteria. And if you do not meet these criteria that I have set up, 
Well, Therefore, you're no longer believing in him is a whole other. That's a whole yeah. other thing. Showing yeah, up, but that's, that's number one. But yeah, believing but it that he's a good guy, believing that he's a good god with a mm -hmm. perfect idea and perfect rules. When mm -hmm. you tell me your perfect rule is that something has to die in order for you to forgive people, yeah, I don't see that as perfect, Alan. I get and if, it. If an, if anybody came up to you and said that, you would think they were crazy. Hmm. If somebody said, I, "I'm not able to forgive you," you have to kill a chicken to my name. You would look at them sideways. I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, no probably was, it was it was a hint of it. But I think what's so interesting again is that the context of the, the Jewish nation, it would be so much better to talk to someone that is more versed in terms of like the whole Torah thing. That we to haven't me, even got into the Torah yet. That's yeah, but a that's, whole other thing. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. This is this is the, 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 what we're discussing right now. Is something where, again, I would be waiting into left uh, waiting into waters that I'm not qualified to swim in. What is I would the Old say, Testament part of the Bible you believe in? Oh, absolutely. Have you read the Old Testament? Yes. Do you have any issue with the Old Testament? No. Not one line. No, nah, I wouldn't even have any issue with um, the, the same thing that would say I would have an issue with the Constitution, even though for a time it allowed slavery. I don't have an issue with it. I have an issue. I know things are changed, right? But I know that that particular document is authoritative even though it's only about what 20 30 copies of it right and there's like 6000 of the bible so when i look at something like that when you say okay look at this whole altar do i have a problem with any of those lines do i have a problem with this well jesus did oh god allowed this god allowed this am god i allowed. going to hmm? those are, those are interesting interesting way to phrase it god allowed yeah god allowed what about god caused do you see any mm, of that in there both there's both god allows and god caused so do you think everything the... he caused was good everything he caused was good everything that god did yes everything god did was good but again i know i'm i know i'm piercing There's i know so many gonna, things you're gonna get this <laughs> i know i know you're gonna come after this i know you're gonna come after this but when you said everything god was good because every time you say the word good and define good we have to decide again michael i'm not i'm 100 i would love to decide with you on the spot these things that are good we can decide right good. now right. forgiveness for bloodshed is not good no, bloodshed for forgiveness. Sorry, bloodshed for forgiveness. No, I wouldn't good. agree with that because, okay, so because you're okay with that happening. Absolutely, because when I'm saying, life. It, well, you're saying real life. What I'm saying is, do I believe that this is a form and showing of how forgiveness works? Is it blood? Do I? What I again, like you said, example. Would I say, hey, Michael, you have to shed blood for me to forgive you? Absolutely, I'm not in that place, right? But for what it represents, well, for a loving God, it makes perfect sense, right? And I, it doesn't have to make sense. But see, that's the thing you ah, say makes sense. Ah, it doesn't have to make sense. What it do doesn't you mean have it to... doesn't have to make sense. No, is there because... anything else in your life you do this for? Oh, let me let me give you. Let me, does, it, does it make sense for me to right now? If my wife calls me in the middle of this thing, does it make sense of like to leave you hanging and say, "Hey, honey, you called me. I got to go downstairs." That wouldn't make sense. It would be it would be rude. It would be like, "Hey, what?" But okay, you know well, what? The priority. It. The priority of that moment, that priority of that particular call, that priority of that well, then, person. Yes, it would make sense. If it's a priority call, of course it makes sense. Because, but that's the key. What's the right? key? What you just said. The key to me is the priority. Who sets the priority? Who sets, Your wife. like you said earlier, the rule. <laughs> well, here, yes, right? exactly. <laughs> so so what you said, does it make sense? I'm agreeing with you. Remember I started with that beginning and I, I love the fact that we're, we're being honest about this. That's key. Yeah. One of my favorite verses, uh, Michael, in, in the Bible, again, whether you believe it or not, I love this verse because I do think it speaks to where I'm at in my faith and why I believe what I believe. There's a verse in, uh, that says, um, uh, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part you will make me know wisdom so it's psalm 55 i think 12. and as a miller i think um hmm. um david was talking about bathsheba and messing up so he's it's it's, it's that's a let's whole not go there story, yeah. whole other story yeah, yeah. but a, but let me tell oh, you why God killed the kid and go ahead why, yeah. yeah see i know these are all things where because dude you have you have a thing about god and killing like <laughs> that's what he does a lot i can't but Listen, but, dude, I cannot work. I will refuse that, to worship a documented child killer, especially one that kills children for the reasons he does it. He's jealous. He's vengeful. He's hateful. All Sorry, those things. Ahead. Yes. But all those things. Again, it's funny that you go to those and yet the parts where he heals and loves and and, and gives Which people back to life is washed those... away by his slaughtering of children. If Hitler okay. healed the sick, I'm sorry, he gassed Jews. I can't worship him. Oh, you I wouldn't just, worship. I yeah. Okay. I, 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 okay. I see. Okay. So this is, is where, is no, I see. No, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I want, I wanted to see where there may be in, in, in this conversation, a place where, 
you might think about me that, oh, well, like you just accused God of being a child killer. So is Alan okay with child killers? You Did see the how flood that line? Happen? But, huh? Did Absolutely. the flood happen? Yes. Did the Passover happen? All these, He's all a these... child killer. Okay, well, wait. So am I a child killer because I did not step in to save Did you send rainwater to drown people? Did you send yeah, but, a sickness but, that killed yeah. David and Bathsheba's uh, kid for seven days? Did all you send things... that sickness? No, but what I'm but saying God is did. all you're saying is that these particular things about God are reasons for him not to exist or reasons you don't you would never believe in him. I'm just curious. Well, those are reasons I would never worship him. Okay, I've got lots of reasons not... for lots of different things. And this is the reason I would never worship him, even if your God was real and mm -hmm. came down and actually said hi which would be amazing right. that would be evidence in a relationship hey i want to actually have a relationship with you let me show up to your birthday party instead we get silence and and feelings it's, it's that's not enough for me that's just not going to convince me and he knows that's not going to convince me second he, oh he's wait, 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 wait 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 child killer and i wouldn't wait, worship a doctor let's, let's, let's go for going. the first thing you just said though yes he, he knows said, what would convince me he hmm, hmm. okay so he no, I think the phrase you said, you he knows that wouldn't convince you. No, no, no. Because he knows what would convince me. Sorry, I, I, well, well, I don't okay, know that. Wait, though. okay, but... but, knows, well, but whatever it is, he knows that wouldn't right, convince Right, but me. my question to you is... Uh -huh. um, okay, so let's just put it in, in, in terms. Like you said, God is omniscient. Uh -huh. If God knows everything and he knows what would convince you, you know... Um, wouldn't that make him in sense like what a lot of people accuse God of being like this, you know, just making us into robots? And it's like, okay, I know no, what's going to get Michael. Huh? He showed up for Saul. Yeah, but that I think, well, I'm talking about just in specific, like when you mentioned that, that phrase, it just kind of brought up in my mind. It's like, okay, you know, the whole free will thing again. Like, does God give us the choice to believe or does he like say, oh, this this is going to get him like i don't i don't personally believe does he want to this... save me yes absolutely but then i don't why would he let me go to hell and not show up because that's what's stopping me right now is him it's his incompetence wow. is stopping <laughs> okay. me i'm that's... on my way to hell alan hmm, maybe you can talk to him maybe you can no, send I've... him down to stop me from going to hell <laughs> i don't think he exists alan he hasn't shown up Wow, I hear you, Michael, and I'm not here to do the whole oh, except believe, confess, because you've heard that. Not even right? remotely. I want you have a relationship with this guy, and if you want him to save me, and if he wants to save me, you can work mm -hmm. towards that. We can do that another time. I yeah, mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm I saying. Wanna, like, I, I, I want to go think, back to this child killing thing over here. But I, yeah, that's the one where I feel like I, if you stick with that, all you're going to get from me is, um, basically the same phrase I'm going to say, which is. There is just no way in my human estimation, and I'm admitting this back when you went to the whole, you know, why did this person's wife die or this person's child die? I'm going back to the fact, which is true, that I am not going to be able to explain that. Mm. And so if you want me to but give you. It doesn't make sense to you, though. I, okay, I understand you're the, not going to be able to explain but, it. It's no, not but, the mind of God and everything, but does that right. make sense? It doesn't As have an all loving being, as a loving father figure, mm -hmm. does any of that make sense? But this it's funny that you're asking me does it make sense yes you no, as a father it does would you no, do it that? but okay but there's two different things two different things there i understand what, two different things. I, what I, I do that doesn't make yes. sense does it make sense and again gosh i'm so sorry this is the logic brain of me that keeps defining terms you're good go ahead okay <laughs> my, my kids are hating me right now because i was i homeschooled them and, and, and <laughs> we did logic we did logic in latin so every time you talk about that i'm like i'm, I'm absolutely gonna drive my kids <laughs> and you crazy because does it make sense? I just want to get back to that word, sense. Yes. Does it make sense? Sense, to me, again, is Common the sense. The okay, still, an assumption of my beliefs and and and, and ideas, That's which yeah. decide, which for me, decide mm -hmm. what is good, bad, moral, right. immoral. Yes. Again, so what? there's two parts of this. Uh -huh. One is my moral sense, right? as a human being, as a person, whatever my thoughts and feelings are. And then two, you mentioned the Jesus glasses, right? Where why would you I put those on though? Why would you put those? Why don't you stop it? He's, he's killing. I'm just going to read this. And this is, this is what happens. If you don't listen to him, Deuteronomy 28, 30, you will be pledged to be married to a woman, but another will take her and rape her. God said this because you didn't listen to uh, him. Oh, well, well there's well, a lot well, of things all, in there. Alan, there's, there's a, a lot of, of curses in there. There's there's a lot of things in the Bible. And again, that's why I mentioned. Is that something you would there. say to your kids? <laughs> but I'm not number one. I was not an Israel. I was not an Israelite. I don't give I'm a shit God. who they are. Is that something yeah. you would say to somebody? 
What's you funny as you keep saying that? Would I say that? I'm not right. God. I the don't care is, who you are, Alan. Is that something you, you would say to somebody? And why not? Why wouldn't you hmm. say that to somebody, Alan? Well, see, here's the thing. The things that I am hearing from you and the things that I would say to anyone, my child, things that, that I don't, you know, I don't know how you raise your kids, how I raise my kids. And there are things that are difficult in the Bible, things that are difficult about my faith that when you try to explain them, if I try to say, oh, well, God meant this and God did that, again, me stepping into the place of God is saying, why did the Old Testament happen the way it happened? And then, of course, again, New Testament, hello, lots of both bad and great things, amazing things happened historically that we're not bringing up. And I just want to make sure that you're clear about that. I'm simply saying to you, for me to try to be this arbiter and lawyer for my faith is not what either discounts or takes away from it. The fact that there are difficult things in the Bible, the fact that there are difficult things about life, the fact that there are difficult things that I don't understand, the fact that there are difficult things that things have happened in my life that I've, I've struggled with, that I don't understand, do not discount my faith that actually amplifies it. And that does not have to make perfect sense to you nor yeah. me. Well, it doesn't prove that's, anything. That's and, 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 no, it and doesn't this have is to definitely something we would it. not say to our children. I can I can pretty much guarantee you. I, I don't know okay. you personally very much, yeah. but I can guarantee you this from this little conversation. Well, that, I don't think that, this is yeah. something you would say. I don't think I'm quoting Deuteronomy to my children either. Good. Yeah. In that no. Or Leviticus right. yeah. or Numbers. I'm, or <laughs> I'm, re I'm reading it to them. I'm, I, I will read oh. it to them and give them context, but I would not know. Oh. That's wow. that, But again, I think it's funny how like when you when when we talk about it, and again, I love the fact that you're open at least to the discussion coming from me as well. Yes that uh i don't even though i hear like the laughter in your voice i don't think you're making fun of people no, of faith i no, don't no, believe no, that no, no. okay because no. because as human beings as you and i together again mm -hmm. and your, your your podcast is a place where you've allowed people of faith mm -hmm. to talk about this in a real hard way where we have to wrestle with it and that's the thing i want to make sure it's clear if anybody's mm -hmm. listening christians wrestle with this I wrestle with this. The things Michael's saying is not stuff that I haven't thought of. It's not that I'm, I'm not trying to dismiss your discussion of the bad things in the Bible that God, I'm actually saying, hey, I have to really believe what I believe and be so sure that I'm basically betting and having faith in using the word bet, right? Mm. My eternal life, my eternal significance and the way I've raised my family and the ways I've lived my entire life on this belief given the things that you've said. Now, either that can, like you said, drive you away from faith, or it can make you question, what is it about this God that even with the difficulties and the struggles still makes you understand and love and believe in him and his son and that all this is true. Mm -hmm. That's what I appreciate you're your giving me the opportunity to say, because even with all the difficult things that I've yeah. gone through and that your friend went through, there's still also a, 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 a richness and an understanding of life that I would not have without this. And so I believe again. So I do, do I what, have that richness understanding of life? Because I don't believe mm, like there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, well, but remember, I'm just saying for me, this is what I've discovered. Mm. This is what I've discovered in my life. What people would in their own journey toward either for or against or around wherever God, these are things that, that again, experiential versus the, the, the evidence that I can't mm. tell you what's your path or what it will feel like or that you don't have that riches. No, you probably are amazing. You're, I can tell you're an amazing guy. I can oh, tell you're funny. <laughs> I can tell you're smart. I can no, tell that. Well. <laughs> okay, right, okay, no, okay. I'm just saying this, this conversation, look, I, again, this, this proves mm. to me if there's any proof, oh, whatever, right? Mm. Any proof of this, I think there's proof of these conversations of common humanity. There's mm. proof of these conversations of humanity. discourse. Yes, and that there is an understanding that two people with diametrically opposing ideas still have very similar wants, desires, and views, mm. even though we have radically different views of how that came about. Mm. And again, to me, it proves a point that you probably say that, look, you know, there's there's a stamp on all of us that we say, you know, yeah, you mentioned, mm. you know, Hitler and some other really bad people and Pol putting Pot. in but Pol Pot, right, terrible people, but there's a common humanity that we are all dealing with that we're all facing and there's just something that i believe that we have to continue to talk about mm. so that we can say okay the difficult things of life the things you mentioned how do we deal with them philosophies all these things have come about because mm. we're all living in a common humanity mm. and i really love the fact again that you've allowed me to share where i've ended up along with obviously you know two billion other people or whatever how many christians are in the world ended up at this understanding of what that reality actually means how to live this humanity out, even while horrible things happen to horrible, the, the good people and bad people. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I go back to the hate the sinner 
or sorry, hate the sin, love the sinner. That's exactly mm-hmm. where I go back to. I, I, I hate the belief, but I love the people. I, 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 we can have a conversation. We can, we can talk about things, but the belief itself, I could do without. But that's why we have these conversations. We talk about yeah. it. We hash it out. What does it? I guess I don't understand it. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, and a lot of times, the Christians I talk to, it doesn't make sense to them either. So we're, we're a lot of times on the same page. But I, I do yeah. appreciate the conversation back and forth. We do have to go. We've gone over. I will, do want to do this 100% <laughs> again. You're an amazing guest. You 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 hawk over and you do great. It's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. I love Thank it. you so much. Uh, stay safe out there. We'll keep in touch. I'll let you know when this comes out. And uh, thanks, man. Thank you, Mickey Michael. My pleasure. That's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will give you access to the patron feed, unaired conversations, early access to each episode, and much more. For the latest events, BSW swag, and a peek behind the scenes, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. The Bible Says What the book is out. Head on over to thebiblesayswhat.com and get yourself and your grandma a signed copy. Thanks to the cosmic powers of the internet, it is now possible to buy me a beer or coffee online. Simply go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash BSW the podcast and click the appropriate buttons. If you can't support the show monetarily, please like, share, and or leave a review. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram pages. You can also reach me at bswthepodcast at gmail.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? My beard is covering up the Bible says what on my shirt. Time for a trim.